This is 3 and 5 on SLC Management Podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks for dialing in to this episode of 3 and 5. This is Steve Peacher, head of SLC Management. Abby Borak, who's Managing Director and Head of U.S. Debt at Bentall Green Oak, has agreed to join us today. So, Abby, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's great to be here. So we want to talk about the real estate debt market, which is where you spend your time. And there's a lot of cross currents because on the back of the pandemic, you've had you know some areas of the real estate market be on fire, like industrial, some in some areas under pressure, like office. Now we've got rising interest rates, which can impact real estate values. Can you touch on what you're seeing in the market, where as you and your team looks at the, the platform that we've got, where you're finding opportunities? What are you looking at? Sure. Well, Steve, as you know, Bentil Green Oak has about $74 billion of assets under management today globally, and we're singularly focused on real estate. And of that $74 billion, about $17 billion is debt today, and our global debt platform spans the U.S., Canada, and Europe. And we really have two main products. The first is our core mortgage business, where we're out sourcing, underwriting, and asset managing mortgages on stabilized assets. And those are generally CM1 and CM2 loans on behalf of insurance companies. And the second strategy where we are increasingly active and see a lot of growth potential is in the value-add lending space. And by value-add lending, we're talking about originating loans to institutional owners and operators who are buying commercial real estate assets with a plan to invest capital, create value through a business plan of upgrading, renovating, developing, or redeveloping a commercial real estate asset. And why do we particularly like the value add space? Because we're at a very defensive position in the capital stack, investing behind a very high quality blue chip sponsors who are creating additional value cushion as they see their way through these investments. Uh, We really see this transitional and value add lending as the sweet spot in the US real estate debt markets today. So as I mentioned at the outset, the real estate market's gone through a lot in the pandemic, certainly for equity owners of real estate, as a debt investor in real estate, how has that impacted what you're looking at, the portfolio that you've got? How has the debt investor in real estate been impacted? So in many ways, COVID has accelerated trends we were already seeing in the commercial real estate markets, driven by technology and changes in consumer preferences. So we are very focused on those trends in our real estate debt business. And this is where we're being part of a large real estate specific platform like BGO, where we're all focused on having our finger on the pulse of the real estate markets is powerful. We're really tracking what is the future of real estate across the different types of commercial real estate properties, multifamily, industrial, office, life science, and being very forward thinking about how we adapt our investment strategies to meet these changing use cases. And I'd say as someone who spent my career in real estate debt, lenders are often very backwards looking. So what are the historical cash flows? What is the credit of the tenants at the property today? How has the property been used historically? But we're super focused at BGO about this concept of the future of real estate. And I can provide three ways this comes into play in our investment strategy on the debt side. So we focus on the evolution of innovative real estate asset classes like life science properties, single family rental, cold storage. Two, we ensure that we're on the forefront of sustainability initiatives on some of the more traditional asset classes like office or multifamily. And thirdly, we continue to invest in our data and analytics and AI capabilities to make sure we understand which markets, submarkets, and 
frankly, specific assets will still be relevant five, 10, 15 years from now as, as we have this increasingly rapid pace of change. You know, I find it interesting when I think about institutional investors and real estate debt, because you need segments like insurance companies where this real estate debt has been a core part of their portfolio and their balance sheets forever. And then you've got, say, pension funds where it's more of an emerging asset class, you know. Uh, so as you're out talking to clients and talking to prospects, why do you see institutions being interested in real estate debt? How does it play into their asset allocation? What do you hear from the institutional marketplace as you're out talking about the asset class? Yeah, so two themes we're hearing are at the forefront of investors' minds are the macro volatility and inflation. But also, while rates have gone up some, there's still a pretty consistent need for yield above and beyond what investors can find in their traditional fixed income portfolios. So part of our opportunity set we see on the real estate debt side, particularly in the U.S., is we're still benefiting from the dynamics that make real estate an inflation hedge, where we have the ability to pass through increases in rents, particularly on the residential and industrial side, but also benefiting for some increases in rates as we're making floating rate loans. So as we look across the real estate asset classes, and we're most focused, as I said, on residential, industrial, and logistics, life science, we still believe those asset classes have legs in the U.S., so you can invest in the U.S. in a real estate asset class that's an inflation hedge at a very defensive attachment point in the capital stack. And I think we've continued to hear that that's an interesting proposition from investors when they're looking at U.S. real estate debt, either to your point as a way to boost yield in their fixed income portfolios with really strong downside protection, or they're benchmarking to the real estate equities markets and want something that's going to really be a cross-cyclical product. Well, this is a huge area of the markets, and I think we're going to continue to see increased allocations. As you say, it's a source of potentially inflation protection, diversification, attractive yield, et cetera. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I like to ask a personal question at the end of these. So I know you were a really good lacrosse player growing up and in college. So I have two questions. One is, give me one of your favorite memories from your lacrosse career first. And then now, you know, what now would you do to stay active? Favorite memory of my lacrosse career would have to be my senior year in high school when I was captain on my lacrosse team and was able to take our team to a championship fair. So that was a big, still friends with many of my members of that team. And I think that's a consistent, great aspect about sports is just the bonds you form with people on these teams. That's a great memory. Unfortunately, I have retired my stick at this point, but I actually try to carve out time to be active and spend quite a bit of time actually on the golf course. I really love golf. I would say real estate is a great way to connect. I've found with women in the industry spending time. So there are actually, I think, a misconception of golf is that it's kind of a guy's game. But I think that there are a lot of women out there that play. And I found it a great way to connect with women in the real estate industry, which is one of the, the ways that I use it as well. I also have an almost six-year-old daughter, so I put a club in her hand, so hopefully she'll be a little bit improved than her mom was. You picked it up at a later age. Haven't given one to my three-year-old son yet, because I think that would be a dangerous proposition, but maybe sometime soon. Hold on. You put a golf club in her hand and not a lacrosse stick? But yes. Come on. To start. To okay. start. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of analogies and comparisons you can make between team sports and investing. So I think we're in a team sport right now, so which is great. So, That's how we feel at BGO. Thanks for taking a few minutes. I think that the real estate debt market is an area that people don't necessarily know a lot about, but I said it's a huge market and it's a really important area for BGO. And uh, so thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. And thanks to everybody for listening in. 